I have a word for all of us today that I believe will bring encouragement on our journey. Life is a journey. Being a parent is a journey. I like something that Joyce Meyer said years ago about life. Life is a journey. Learn to enjoy the trip because it's not going to be, you know, it, it's, it is a journey. It's every day is different. And a lot of people put off till being happy till, till my kids grow up and leave the house. I'll be happy when, but you know what? We can be happy every day of our life because we've got God on our side. Amen. The other day I was woke up praying and, and one of the, this phrase came over in my heart. I was kind of wrestling really with what I should share today. And I woke up with this phrase in my heart and this phrase was, you got this. You got this. And so I begin to think about that. You got this. Because I know that we hear people, maybe a slang term in the inner city that they'll say, hey, you got this. So immediately I went to my reference, my, my pastor, my husband, and I said, now this doesn't mean anything bad, does it? Because sometimes I've, in the past I've used a slang term that I heard out in the world and found out later it was a bad thing and I didn't know it. So I went to my reference and I said, Honey, this doesn't mean anything bad, right? He said, no. But you know, the Holy Ghost has got a sense of humor, really, because he put that term in my spirit to preach on, you got this, an inner city term. And then I went and I looked, I Googled it, and I was amazed to find out that there's an urban dictionary. Probably most of you knew that. I had no idea. I don't recommend going and looking at it because there were some bad words in there, but... On this particular phrase, (laughs) I liked it. It said about this, I got this, is an expression that is short for, I got this covered. I got this handled. I got this under control. And then as I was thinking about it, it probably, the saying probably originated with some dude who was trying to be cool and calm and act like he had... He was all that, and he really wasn't all that, but he was just walking around, I got this. But you know, in reality, none of us have got this by ourselves. None of us can handle life by ourselves. But the good news is, when we are born again, and we are hooked up with the most high God, there's nothing that comes our way. There's no situation that we find ourselves in that God in us can't handle or his word doesn't cover. Can I get an amen? Amen. We do got this in Christ Jesus. So today I'm just going to highlight four different things that we got in Christ. The first one is we got strength in Jesus Christ. Philippians chapter 4 verse 13 in the amplified version. Love this passage of scripture. I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. I am ready for anything and equal to anything Through him who infuses inner strength into me. I am self 
sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. This kind of strength that this verse is referencing is not a natural human strength. It's not a strength that comes from eating spinach and your veggies. It is a spiritual force, an empowerment that comes from Christ living on the inside of us. From us learning to draw from him all that we need to be more than conquerors in this life from us learning to tap into the source of the true the divine strength over in John chapter 15 it tells us that Jesus is the vine and we are the branches and if we want to live victorious we got to stay vitally connected with the vine we have to learn how to tap in to all that Jesus has provided for us. I love how that one phrase there in this passage, it says, he infuses me. He infuses me with inner strength. I looked up the word infuse. You might think you know what it means, but I love this. It says to pour into, to instill, to impart. One of the definitions was to soak. Is that amazing? To soak. When we get in Jesus' presence, when we're facing something that we don't have the answer for, or we might be feeling a little bit weak, a little bit shaky in our ability to face this situation, we can get in his presence and he said, I will impart into you. I will instill into you. I will soak you, soak you with my strength and my my ability. Have you ever faced something that you didn't know how to handle? We all have. Raising children, maybe on your job, maybe in a marriage situation. Every single one of us have faced issues that we felt like we didn't have the ability and the strength to see it to the end. But the Lord is saying today, come unto me, draw from my ability. Ability, and I will impart into you. I will infuse you with my strength. I just hear the Spirit of God saying, I want to soak some of you. Some of you are dry. You know, you can have a sponge and that sponge is so dry. It, it's not doing any good. But then you set it in the sink for a while and you get it filled with water. And all of a sudden you pick it up, you squeeze it and what comes out? water because it's soaked. Some of you are dry spiritually because you've been trying to do everything in your own ability and in your own strength. The Bible talks about don't get weary in well doing. Come to the source today. Come to the source of strength and get soaked. Soaked and infused with his power and his strength. We ought to, we ought to just have this kind of attitude when difficult situations face us. We ought to realize who we are in Christ and what he has given us. We ought to get sassy. Everybody get sassy and just say, I got this. I got this. 
You ought to have this kind of attitude. I got this. I can raise godly kids. I can have a Christ-centered home. I can have a happy marriage. I can further my education. I can get a better job. I can do all things that Christ has called me to do through His ability, through His power, and through His might at work within me. I realize that there are people in this room that you are not walking in what God has called you to do. You haven't stepped into your destiny, perhaps because of some things that were done to you in the past or some wrong words that were spoken over you. There may be people in here today that have had some authority figures tell you, you're stupid. You're not bright. You'll never amount to much. You know, words can paint pictures, but words don't have to dictate to us who we are, what other people have said about us. Listen to this. Some things, some famous people that had some things said over them that excelled anyway. Einstein's teacher described him as being mentally slow. Beethoven's music teacher once said, as a composer, he's hopeless. Listen to this one. We all know this guy. A newspaper editor once fired Walt Disney because he lacked imagination and had no good ideas. Think of it. These people, famous people who went on to accomplish great and amazing things were once labeled and once told, you're not going to amount to much. But they didn't receive it. They didn't let what somebody else said about them determine their outcome and their future. Some of you in here, maybe you've been labeled some things. Perhaps your kids have been labeled some things by society, even in the school system. You don't have to receive that. John Hagee, I heard him, he said this, it's not what others say about you that defines who you are. It's what God says about you. And I might add, and what you're saying about yourself, your attitude ought to be this. I can do All things that Christ has called me to do through his ability and through his power and his might. God God never labels anybody a loser. And of course, we can't all excel at everything, but we are all called to do something. And we are all gifted in some area. Our attitude ought to be this. He will empower me to do what he has called me to do. God will give me strength to carry out and to do his will, his plan and his purpose for my life. And he will help me. If you've got children that are still at home, he will help me. He will lead me to train and to guide and to mold this child that so that they may step into their destiny. Everybody say, I got this. What else is it that we have been promised and we've got in Christ? We've got wisdom. Wisdom. Have you ever, anyone in here discovered other than myself that no two kids are alike? 
We were just back in Minneapolis at uh, Pastor's sister's home going. She went on to be with the Lord. She had 14 grandkids, uh, four sets of twins. And it was amazing to me, even with these twins, you could, I immediately could tell them apart. First of all, they weren't identical, so it wasn't that difficult. But even the ones that looked really a lot alike, even twins, they're not exactly alike. When we have kids, we can't say, oh, they're going to be just like their older brother. Every single one has a unique look, temperament, and personality. Sometimes I kind of chuckle when people have their first child. And perhaps it's just the sweetest, most compliant little girl. Just sits quietly and plays with her toys. Goes to bed when she's supposed to. Never sasses. And then, and then. (laughs) And then. Anybody ever had an and then child? And then Junior arrives on the scene. And you're like, oh, dear God, he's just like his dad. No, no, no. No, I'm not labeling. I'm not labeling your kids, but let's just, anybody can refer, um, anybody can relate to the term holy terror or hell on wheels. No, I won't go there. But But I've seen that look when the second child comes along of, did they really come from my gene pool? The other one was just like me. So sweet. So compliant. And now this, well, you know what? No two kids are alike. But thank God there's wisdom from above to deal with all the affairs of life, whether it's raising little junior or whether it's dealing with a problem at work. Whatever the situation, we've got wisdom. James chapter 1, verse 5. I like this in the New King James. If any of you lacks wisdom, what are we supposed to do? Let him ask of God. And what does God do? Does God say, sorry, Charlie, you're on your own. You created that little monster. Now you got to deal with them. No. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach. And it will be given to him. Hallelujah. We have wisdom from above to deal with problems from beneath. (laughs) We've got the wisdom of God at our fingertips. What did he say here? The problem, the reason that we're not walking in it, because we don't ask. If any of you lack wisdom, what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to ask. We're supposed to look up and say, dear God, help. I need some wisdom in this situation. And it is there and it is available. There's nothing wrong with seeking godly counsel if you find yourself in a situation that you can't handle or don't know what to do. There's excellent resources out there. If you're having problems in your marriage, get to Coupled 101. Get to some of these classes. If you need help with raising children, there's excellent resources 
resources out there. But ultimately, every single one of us, we need to get on our face before God and say, God, I need your wisdom in this situation. Because you cannot look in a book and find out how to deal with every single child. Everyone is different. But the Holy Spirit on the inside of you, he has the key. He's got the key to unlock that hard heart. He's got the key to open that door that seems closed. He knows how to reach each and every person. He knows the things that need to be said. He gives you wisdom on how to pray. Sometimes the best thing you can do is just close your mouth and pray. But the Holy Spirit will give you divine utterance to speak for the things that need to be spoken forth. When we're praying in the Spirit, the Bible says that we are praying divine secrets. We're speaking out mysteries that cannot be revealed to our mind. It's not coming from our head. That's why he said, I'll give you wisdom from above. And that wisdom from above, it comes and it is imparted into our spirit. And then when we pray in the Holy Spirit, it becomes fruitful to our mind. So we know exactly what to do in every single situation. How many of you are thankful for help from above? Help from on high. Thank you, Father. Which leads us to the third thing that we've got in him. We've got help. Sometimes the most effective prayer that you can pray is help. Help. Call unto me and I will answer you. Hallelujah. Psalms 46 verse 1 in the Amplified. It says this. God is our refuge and strength, mighty and impenetrable temptation. He's a very present help, well, proven help in trouble. Sometimes in the natural, good help is hard to find. They're not always reliable, worthy, or capable Maybe you've hired somebody to help you do something and you find, you know, it's not a good day. You hired somebody to maybe clean your house and you come home and they're sleeping on the couch and your house is a mess. That's not good help. But God is good help. Yes. God's good help. He's worthy. He's reliable. He's capable. And I like how it says he's well Proven. You know, as moms, whether you're married or whether you're a single mom, sometimes you can be in a house full of kids and still feel alone, feel helpless and hopeless. But you know what? God said, I'm a very present help. I am well proven. I am there for you. Sometimes we get this feeling of, Am I in this by myself? Do I have to do this all by myself? The answer is no. He said, 
I am in you. I am with you. I will surround you with aid and assistance. And God is not afraid to get in the middle of our mess. He's not afraid of those little five rascals running around your living room. It doesn't cause him to run as in terror when he sees those that heap of laundry and those toys everywhere and the sink piled with dirty dishes. Absolutely not. He said, I'm trustworthy. I'm reliable. I'm not going to run off and leave you. I like how he says this in first Corinthians chapter one, verse nine in the amplified. Again, this is God speaking directly to us. He says this, I'm faithful. I'm reliable. I'm trustworthy. And therefore ever true to my promise. I can be depended on by him. You were called into companionship and participation with his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, I can be depended on. I'm not going to ask for a show of hands, but I know this in my heart that there are people here. You've been disappointed in life. There are people that you thought you could trust and you could depend on and they let you down. Many times women are deserted and they're abandoned and they have these kids to raise and they feel like they can't ever trust a man again because he wasn't reliable. He didn't get a J-O-B. He didn't provide for the family. He just outright wasn't there. But God is saying to you today, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I am there for you. I know that hurts and disappointments come because of the actions of people. But you need to take heart today. Moms, dads, everybody in this congregation have suffered disappointment because of people. But you need to hear hear what the Lord Jesus Christ is saying to you. He said it in Hebrews chapter five, just the last part, Hebrews 13, five, the last part of that verse. I know it's real long in the amplified, but listen to this part for he, God himself, isn't it good when God himself talks to you? God himself gives you a promise. Here's what he said. I will not in any way fail you, nor give up, nor leave you without support. I will not, I will not, I will not in any degree leave you helpless, nor forsake nor let you down or relax my hold on you. Assuredly not. Four times he said, I will not leave you. I will not leave you without support. And then just in case we didn't get it, he says, assuredly not. Hallelujah. I'll never forsake you. I'll never relax my hold on you. I like what I heard one old minister say, God's grip don't slip. He's got a hold on you. He's upholding you by his word. He's upholding you by his power. And he's not 
ever going to leave you. He's not ever going to forsake you. He's always there. A very present help in trouble. If you ever feel alone or you ever feel without help, be reminded. He's in me. He's with me. He's on me. He's surrounding me. I'm surrounded with God's love. I'm upheld in his hand. Bible says he's got the whole world in the palm of his hand. If he's got the whole world in the palm of his hand, don't you think he's got you? His hand is big enough. His arm is not shortened. His ability is not lacking. Whatever we need, he's got. Everybody say, I got this. Because he's helping me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The last thing that we've got in him, we've got comfort in him. I don't want to be sad and sorry on Mother's Day, but it is a reality that sometimes on Mother's Day, people can feel a little bit sad. Perhaps they've lost their mother or they've lost a child. Myself, my mother moved to heaven when I was 21 years old. And for many years, it was hard for me on Mother's Day. It was hard to get up and start talking about mothers because you, 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 even though you know where they're at, you still sense that loss. But one of the greatest things that brings me comfort to this day is knowing that my mother's influence lives on. It lives on in me when I'm up preaching. I know she's watching from the banisters of heaven. I know she's cheering all of us kids on. There's five kids in my family. I'm the middle child, no comments. Two older sisters, two younger brothers. We're all serving Jesus. Three of us are in full-time ministry. That's the influence of a godly mother. Just this morning, somebody that grew up in the church that I grew up in, in Skeety, Oklahoma. No one's ever heard of that, I'm sure. Dinky little town. Kind of a suburb of the metropolis of Pawnee that has 3,000 people. (laughs) Grew up in this little bitty church. But this lady, she's a little bit older than I am, and she posted on Facebook today, Your mother was my favorite Sunday school teacher. And how she impacted her life. Think of that. My mom's been in heaven since 1976. But it lives on that influence. And I want to say to you today that maybe even in the natural, you may not be a biological mom. But we have influence. There are people in here who are the world's greatest aunts. There are people in here who are mentors spiritually. They pour into our children. They pour into our youth. And that influence and that impact is just as strong as that of a biological mother. So don't think that you can't influence the next generation just because you may not have natural kids of your own. We can all pour in 
to the next generation. And that influence and that impact can live on forever. Just like what my mom put into us, what she put into those people, that, that lady that was talking about her, remembering her as a Sunday school teacher. These things of the spirit are real and they live on forever. So if you ever get tempted to feel sad because maybe your mom has moved to heaven or whatever the case may be, people grieve over many different things. But I want you to remember this scripture in John 14, 16. And I will ask the father and he will give you another comforter, counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener and stand by that he may remain with you forever. Our God is the God of all comfort. The Lord Jesus, I love this. When he walked on earth, of course, he ministered comfort and life wherever he went. But when he knew that it was time for him to depart this earth He had us on our mind, on his mind. He had our well-being in his heart. And he said, I'm going to ask the father in my absence, physical absence, to give you another comforter. And he did just that. Whatever you may be dealing with today in the area of needing comfort. And it's not always just about a loved one moving to heaven. Sometimes people grieve over the loss of something, a dream. Grieve over a broken relationship. But I want you to know that we do not have to grieve and sorrow as those who have no hope. Hallelujah. He said, I'm giving you a comforter. I'm giving you someone who is out of this world that will be your standby. He'll be with you forever. He will infuse into you what you need. I want to leave you with this scripture. I'm fixing to close, which doesn't mean much, but Romans 15, 13 in the Amplified. May the God of your hope. Mm, I'm so glad we have hope in him. May the God of your hope so fill you with all joy and peace in believing through the experience of your faith that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound and be overflowing. I love this bubbling over, bubbling over with hope. May you today be infused with comfort, hope, joy, and peace. Why? Because of your faith and your trust in him. He said it's going to happen through the experience of your faith. When you have faith, trust, and confidence in the Lord... In his word and in the fact that he loves you. It can give you hope. It can bring hope back into hopeless situations. It can, that hope in God, that faith, that trust in him can restore broken 
relationships. It can take that sorrow and that grief out of your life. We don't have to sorrow as those that have no hope. Our loved ones that have gone on to be with the Lord, we shall see them again. Take comfort. Receive peace. Receive joy through the experience of your faith. How many of you trust God? How many of you believe this precious word? His promises are true. How many of you today, you've been inspired in your heart to say, I've got this. I have got this. I don't know what your situation is here today. Perhaps there's someone in here that does not know the Lord. Maybe there's someone else who at one Lord, but you're out of fellowship with him. Maybe there's another person who you've been tempted to be overcome with grief, not just because someone has passed, but just because of a dead dream, something is just causing that grief to try to attach itself to you. Still others today, you may be tempted to be weary in well-doing and you need a Holy Ghost infusion to be infused, to be soaked with strength. I don't know what your situation is, but I do know that heaven's help is available. We have heaven's help for earth's man. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit that is at work within our midst. We thank you, Lord, for your word that breathes encouragement into us. That today, whether it's moms, dads, whatever, we today know we've got this through Christ who strengthens us.